Airbnb, Airbnb airplane. Airplane? <laughs> like, what? So, we had our good buddy Scott Gross on today for the podcast, and he threw a ringer that we were uh, not anticipating. He said that he was on, what was he on? Offer up. And he was trying to find a computer monitor, and he finds a dang airplane on there that was a private jet that has the wings ripped off. And he is going to turn it into the coolest Airbnb on the planet. So, Yoni, what did you think about Scott? What did you learn today? What did you like about it? What I like about him is, number one, Airbnb airplane. Number two, he gives you steps how to go viral tomorrow for whatever business you're in. And number three, he talked about how emotionally you have to prepare yourself to be that vulnerable online to the world. And so between all those three things, I think this might have been the funnest episode we ever had. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, he went from... uh skipping class so that he wouldn't have to do a presentation in front of people and being terrified of public speaking to getting 9.5 million views on TikTok. So he's obviously figured something out and he's crushing it. Yeah. So if you want to get 9.5 million uh, views on TikTok from your couch, take a listen. Couldn't agree more. All right. Let's bring him in. What is up, everybody? We are back today with another episode of the Fetch It podcast with a very special guest, Mr. (laughs) Scott Gross. So Scott and I first got the chance to meet each other. He was kind of a a last minute tag in for our host con Airbnb, and he was a wonderful addition. Got to learn a lot (laughs) from him, and we knew that we had to have him on the podcast. So Scott, tell people a little bit about you, where you're from, what you're doing, what's up? Yeah, thank you. Uh, so my name is Scott Gross. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I am a mortgage broker, uh, real estate investor, Airbnb investor, long-term rental investor, and uh, content person now. So really trying to blow up on social media. Um, I had a, I've had a lot of success with it. I've grown a TikTok account to 80,000 followers in less than 100 days and uh, Instagram less than, you know, about 4,000 followers in that same period of time. So um like like to talk to you guys a little bit about that today yeah so the that might be the first thing we hop into because I, i'm looking pretty pathetic over here with my 200 instagram followers and nothing else so, so you gotta I start mean, somewhere that's right yeah yeah so whenever i mean like how did you even get started in the content world like what made you want to get into that were you doing investing prior to or did you were you doing like uh um, more social media content first and then you got into investing So I am like the opposite of what you'd think of like as a social media person, contrary to like what I have made my career and persona. um, I hated social media. And maybe you're watching this and thinking (laughs) I hate social media too. Um, I just thought it was like, I don't know. I just thought it was just felt really fake and just BS. There's so many fake gurus out there. I didn't want to be that kind of person. Um, But social media has entirely changed my life. Something that I tell people and I now work with you know, different business owners that I consider clients of mine and friends, that you are at any given point in time, if you're making content, you're one viral video away from changing your life entirely. And I know that because it's happened to me. Um, and I know that because I've helped other businesses, you know, be very successful because of that. So I'm not here to pitch any of that, any of my services to anybody, because quite frankly, I'm like, so full, I don't think I could take on more clients with social media but I can hopefully help guide you uh, to, the, to the right place. So, uh, so, so let me ask you a question. This is obviously uh, David and I are looking to grow our own followings. And I totally understand how one video can, can change your life. Just as an example for the audience, for the Fetch It products, 
which we usually don't talk about. But for Fetch It, we, I did a street interview uh, about the company a week ago. And it was just, uh, it took me 15 minutes at 8 o'clock in the morning with somebody who basically does those founder street interviews on the street. The video got 30,000 views since it posted. And I've gotten like, I think like 12 customers as a just, I don't even know where they came from, but because I'm not promoting the product. That was amazing. So maybe can you tell everybody um, what, how you got out of your, let's say you removed any limiting beliefs that allowed you to get loud on social media and not really give a, give a, you know what about people's opinion, because I feel like that's the first step. So it's that. And then some, so I'm wearing a hat right now and hopefully this is cool to say on your podcast, but my hat says American needs. I, don't, I hope you can see it. Dicks and butts. American yeah. needs dicks and butts. So long story short, uh, that's a uh, that's a fake political character that I made and gained a lot of virality with, met all over the news and had a lot of opportunities <laughs> with. Um, but it really started out of just like stop caring what people think and just making shit that I want to see. So the problem with social media that a lot of, I guess the mistake that a lot of people make, and especially people in our space, like real estate, because at the end of the day, like my passion is real estate. That's what I love. That's what I'm interested in. Um, but the mistake that a lot of people make that I find is they're putting out shit that they wouldn't watch themselves. And you got to think like everybody wants to sit in front of a mic and have a, a podcast and just throw captions on the screen and hope that it hits. But like the reality is nobody gives a shit about what you're saying because you're not important enough. I'm sorry. This is a gut check, man. You're not Elon Musk. If Elon Musk does that, yeah, it's going to get a bazillion views, but that's not the case for you. So the best thing that you could do right now, if you have a smaller following is what you did. Right now on Instagram, TikTok soon to be is collabs, leveraging collabs like crazy. So one of the people that I work with is Drew Hitner. You guys all know, and he's been on the podcast before. We try and post as many collabs as we possibly can, because not only are you reaching out to your audience, you're helping them out by your audience is now basically overlapping with one another. And if you make good videos and good content, like at the end of the day, content creators need content. Like that's what it is. Like thinking of video ideas all the time, like you guys have done it, it's hard. It is difficult. So if you can provide another creator content and if it's good and it really just doesn't suck, um, then they're going to be more likely than not to collab with you, which just helps maximize your growth. And I think that's probably the reason why you did super well. I also want to talk, and I'm sorry if I'm just taking the, the football and running with it, um, a good content idea um, a, a good content idea, Yoni, that I would do is as a business owner, and this is something that I've coached other business owners on as well. You just said, I'm getting customers and I don't know where from. What you should do as a business owner, in my opinion, at the level you're at right now, you're a small business still. You need to call at least a number of them on camera and record the conversation on your speakerphone and say, listen, this is who I am. I own this business and I want you to know what that means to me. That means that I can do X, Y, and Z and don't make it like too much about yourself, but just have them help them understand the impact that it's making on you and your family and your life, because that's authentic. People want authenticity. That's the reality. And a video like that, obviously you'll ask them, Hey, is this okay if I use this video for so my social media purposes? Is there anything that I can do to support you? This is my direct line. If you have ideas for this product, um, and that's all stuff that you can leave out of the video, but you could post a video like that, some emotional music playing on the background, and just the caption of why aren't more business owners thanking your customers? And that video has virality potential right then and there. And like I said, Dude. you're 
You're one viral video away, man, from blowing the fuck up. In addition to that, you're going to be able to know from a marketing perspective, where am I getting customers? So you know where to focus your marketing dollars. You need to know, like, you need to know where this shit is coming from. Because if, if you've got 12 new customers at $100 a piece, that's $1,200 a month, right? And that video didn't cost you anything. So now you could find bigger influencers that you can collab with and say, look, I'm going to pay you $1,000 to collab with me because that's going to result in you have 10x the followers. It's probably going to result in you can say 3x the new customers. You can just go from there. That's amazing. I really um, love that David, idea. David, let me just follow up on that. We've done one collab so far, which led us to like, I think it gave us like 100 followers on Instagram. Um a lot of people don't even know how to accept the collab accept button. How do you, you get to people to? Okay, that was that was going to be my next thing because like we tried to do it yesterday, and the person didn't understand. They just tagged us in the story, which is not what we asked for. So I don't yeah. want to say who it was, but but you get the yeah, idea. We don't have to put them on blast. It's okay. So collabs are relatively yeah. new to the platform, but they're a game changer. Every big, every every single big influencer right now in the space is utilizing the shit out of collabs. So ask me this: You guys both have Instagram. Mm -hmm. yeah okay and you're both dudes so you get on instagram and there's a lot of the times like oh my god that's like a really hot girl and she's doing something kind of provocative and then me my fiance is like what the hell are you looking at and i'm like yo i don't follow this person they were just posted on a collab right so mm -hmm. now yeah. that person is is now on your feed you should be doing the same thing but in a more positive and less sleazy and not promoting your only fans way unless that's what you're into <laughs> so how do you so how do you to answer your question i guess it's the long-winded answer here uh you just have to coach people because especially people that are going to be smaller smaller pages which you should you should give those people love because those people are going to be your biggest fans um you shouldn't only be focusing on the whales um but you you just have to to basically coach them and all i've done in the past is i just have a screen recording on how to accept a collab and i just send that to them or how do you post something as a collab? And I send that to them as well. Interesting. Interesting. So I mean, like, yeah, I love, absolutely love the idea of posting a video because like most people, oh, like, you know, they, they hear Yoni and he's like, oh, I'm the CEO and the owner of this tech company. Instant. What people are going to think is who's this jerk? You know what I mean? But then if yeah. they have, oh, wow, I have a, <laughs> and me and you, we know Yoni, we know that he's one of the nicest people on the planet. And Dude, so, you know, it, it helps you be able to, um, portray who you are. And just the fact, like, just the fact that I would, if I would see, you know, a product that I was maybe interested in and I see the CEO, you know, giving a ring to somebody and just thanking them for how they found him and then thanking them for using the product. I'd be like, this dude's awesome. I'm going to go check out his exactly. page and see what's up. Exactly. Builds brand awareness. It's just, it's nothing but good for the brand. And it's, it's honestly the right thing to do at the end of the day as well. So um, I'm a big fan of that strategy. Um, and I definitely think it's something that you should do after this podcast. Brilliant. Brilliant. I love it. I already, I already, I already know who's, I already know who I'm going to call. Perfect. Uh, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> um, so then if we're, uh, you know, uh, we touched on social media, anything else you wanted to get off before we move to real estate? Um, as far as social media is concerned, just start. You don't have to be great. I talk about this quote a lot. You, and I hope I don't screw it up. It's by Zig Ziglar. I believe it's by Zig Ziglar. Great salesman. Love his books. Um, but you, don't have to be great to start. You have to start to be great. 
And that's mm -hmm. the reality of anything in life. But just tell yourself that. And I have a TikTok video of me saying that over and over and over again to myself in the <laughs> mirror, because that's what you need to do. You need to tell yourself that you don't need to be start to great. It doesn't matter what you're doing. This applies to social media. This applies to the gym. This applies to life. But you have to be great to start. And you need to tell yourself that and internalize that until it's no longer just something that you've heard, but something that you believe. Love that. Absolutely love that. Yeah, I uh, I keep... <laughs> so me personally, I'm like sandbagging myself whenever it comes to social media. I'm like, I know that I need to start. I know that I need to do it if I want to try and you know grow a little bit of a following. And I keep telling myself, okay, whenever I have my next real estate deal coming up, then I'm just going to document it beginning to end. But it's like, why am I not like recording myself trying to find that next deal or trying to do anything like that? You know what I mean? Exactly. Something I tell Drew all the time is everything is content. Everything is content. Right now, I'm getting, and we can talk about this later, I'm getting audited to my 2020 taxes. Got the IRS on me. That is content. That's great content. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just try and look at it through that lens. But a couple of the things, and we'll get off the social media topic that have really, that I can say are like very tangible things that have occurred because of social media. And I've only been doing social media hard for one year now, one year. And these are the opportunities that have come with social media. I've had CNBC reach out to me to be on a TV show with Grant Cardone. I've had the New York Times reach out to me to talk about uh, cleaning fees. I decline that because I don't want to be the face of cleaning fees on Airbnb. <laughs> One of the most Although, hated parts of you know, short-term rentals is the cleaning I fees. Yeah. yeah, but here's the difference. I talk about cleaning fees all the time on my TikToks because it's controversial and people start duking it out in the comment section. That's the best thing because that video is just playing in the background, baby. But uh, yeah. that's another opportunity. In addition to that, I had a former employer of mine reach out to me. Hey, I saw your videos on TikTok. I'm retiring. I want to start investing in real estate. You seem to know what you're doing. I had lunch with him recently, David. This is something that I told you about already. And he's offered me in, in private money a half a million dollars to begin real estate endeavors. That would never have happened if it wasn't for social media. It just wouldn't. It just wouldn't, plain and simple. Those are just a small handful of the things that have come of social media. But um, I mean, meeting you guys, talking right now, like I have something to talk about. I'm not an expert at this stuff. All I try and think is, have I seen this before? Would I watch this? I got to be different. And I try and apply that in a lot of different ways. The same thing is here, like the shirt, right? <laughs> I have a shirt with Rob Bilt's face on it and it says number one fan. And I made these shirts to wear to HostCon. And I did that to be memorable. I did that to be the same concept. Rob's going to think, have I seen this before? I've never seen my shirt on a face before. That's different. I'm drawn into that. I got to see what this guy is about. So rather than me being that guy that I comes up and asks him for a picture, he's coming up to me. There's the difference. So just I, I'm pretty sure he gave you guys a, a shout out off the stage. He said you and Drew and you, yeah. he was up on stage and he's like, I love that shirt. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. So just dare to be different at the end of the day. Like nobody's caring really like at the end of the day, like what, what you're doing as much as you do. But uh, I don't know, just, just, you just gotta, you just gotta start. So, so um, the audience seems to gravitate towards lists. So I want to be, and when we're putting these out, speaking of social media, when we put these out in shorts and reels and all that kind of stuff, we chop this long form up into shorts. Right. What, number one, what is your most viral video? How many views is, is that? Is it at right now? Just curious. And I don't care. We don't care what platform, just tell us. And then the second part to the question is what are two things that a newbie can do tomorrow based on everything that you just said? Maybe it's summarizing what you just said that they can do tomorrow to take massive action to start going from just a couple hundred followers to posting content in their life, even if they feel like, oh, well, well, nobody will watch me. 
So those are two part questions. Yeah. Okay. So my most viral video, easy one to answer. I haven't looked in a while, but it's probably last I looked, it was like 9.5 million views or something like that. So it's probably at like 10 million views by now. I haven't looked in like a month, but that's a TikTok video um, that I made. Um, and then something that you could do that's really actionable that you could do to start right away is everybody watching this podcast for the most part likely is into real estate. Pick up your phone, go on the selfie camera and say, my name is this. This is what I'm doing in real estate. Even if you're not investing yet, I'm looking at getting into rental arbitrage and just start documenting things. So something that Gary Vaynerchuk, I don't even know how to say Gary V. Everybody knows Gary V. Gary V, yeah. Yeah, is rather than telling a story, and this is the problem, telling a story takes time to curate. Documenting doesn't. So simply documenting the journey is is more valuable to the consumer than just like coming up with a story. So like what you were saying, David, is like if you're documenting the journey of your investing, like what does that look like? Today, I'm looking at properties, right? Or today, I this is what I'm doing. I'm doing the boring part of real estate. And if you want your videos to do well on social media, because that's what everybody wants, you know, there's vanity in that, you know, having the views and the likes or whatever. Um, you got to also kind of think like in a clickbaity way. Like, so what's the boring part of, of you know, in my opinion, I, I, liked, I like the design part of, you know, running a short-term rental because I get to be creative. The boring part for me is running the numbers. The boring part for me is finding the property. So something with like Fetch It, for example, is like, you can just quick whip to your face. This is the part that real estate investors hate, but you need to do it, right? Boom. Now you can say, today I'm looking at properties and it's a little bit boring, but I'm going to make it really interesting, right? And you could just say that to the camera. And then also be authentic. Like just, you don't have to per, you know, portray the fact that you're a, a super wealthy, well-off investor if you're not the case. Be real, man, because people want that because people can see themselves in that. Yeah, there's plenty of millionaires and multi, multi, you know, they've got, you know, 50 units and all this other crap. And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it, like, whatever. But then if you get like, you know, Joe Schmo, that's like, you know what, I don't even have enough cash to do this on my own. I'm gonna have to borrow five grand from somebody and I'm making a purchase or like a an operating agreement with somebody to, you know, borrow this 10 grand to get my first arbitrage up and running. And yeah. like you, you think in your mind, you're like, well, why does anybody care about, you know, some loser that's starting an arbitrage? But it's like, there's thousands of quote unquote losers that are out there that haven't taken the first step yet. You might be able to show them. I was one of them, man. Drew and my <laughs> dude, Drew and I, our first uh, joint venture was like in 20, I think it was like 2018, 2019. We did an arbitrage and we just tried to, we just tried to do it with as, no money out of pocket. So put stuff on credit cards. The first, um, the, the, the first month's rent was deferred 90 days. So we didn't have to pay rent for 90 days. We were already up and running. It was back when Airbnb, I don't even know if Airbnb does this anymore. Airbnb provided a, a photographer for us. So we didn't even have to pay for that. It came out of that first uh, Airbnb um, listing. So, but yeah, dude, you just, just be yourself, man. Like people are afraid to be themselves. It makes no sense to me. Cause that's like, this, this is just who you are. And uh, like you said, there's enough of those people out there that I don't know. I think the, the 18 year olds of the world are interested in, but like the people that, are really gaining the value from it. That's what they need to see. Yeah. So, so, so let's dig into one thing. So, um, there is a quality about you that that very obvious, and then there's a quality about you that I think listening to you is less obvious that I want to bring to light. You are one of the most uh -oh. intuitively 
the intuitively funny people I've met <laughs> where you can make a funny video with no effort, just at the drop of a hat. And to you, maybe that seems easy, but to other people, it would take it would take them months to even think of one idea, to let alone do it. I think the underlying quality that's less obvious that I'm observing is you have a very defenseless emotional aptitude. Like you, what, what, what my boys would say is you don't give a about (laughs) anything. You, you are just defenseless. Like, Oh, you point out a flaw. Yeah, I got flaws. You point out a strength. Don't take it too seriously. How did you, what about like from your childhood at past relationships? Like what about, you makes you like that because i really think to to be vulnerable on social media that's like the that's like the under the hood of the car like we can see the ferrari on the outside but like if you open the hood that's what we'll find under the under the hood of your car so like tell us why you think you tick that way yeah that's a good question um it's a good question because i have an i I have an interesting story about that but i first want to thank you for calling me funny um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I just lean into that because I think I'm funny and literally on my Instagram, it says like, I am my own target audience. And at the end of the day, if, I, if I'm the only one that thinks I'm funny, that's good enough for me. You know, life is good. <laughs> um, but, uh, as, as far as being vulnerable. So, um, in high school, I did really poorly in high school. I went to like seven different high schools because I kept getting kicked out and I did really poorly academically. And one of the main things was. I was so, so, so concerned with what other people think that I would just blatantly ditch any sort of presentation thing out there. And you would probably never guess that I had like the world's biggest public speaking fear of talking to me now because I just don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm sorry if I can't say fuck on your podcast, but there's two (laughs) for you. Um, So how do you how do you get to that? Um, I think that it, it just comes with, you know, I'm not the world's most successful guy, but I've had, I've had some good lucky years. You know, I was in, in the mortgage industry for the last two years, we're coming off a heater. Even if you suck in the mortgage industry for the last two years, rates were so good that, you know, everybody was making a shitload of money. Um, but I've done a lot of just really deep self-reflecting. Um, something that is an unpopular opinion is I see a therapist and a lot of people think that, you know, you see a therapist and something is broken. And I would argue that, yeah, okay, so all of us have a little bit of broken here and there. That's just what happens. But again, you don't know what you don't know. And a, ther- a therapist can be there to help you find it. Um, so and, and just really just leaning into just being, it goes back to the social media thing, being authentic. Like, I will tell my friend when they're hurting my feelings, even if that sounds soft, I don't give a shit. Because at the end of the day, that is the case. And if you're open and vulnerable with people, even on social media, it meet, it makes for much more deep and meaningful friendships and, and connections. Um, and I just rather live a life where I can be closer to people and deeper. Like, you know, Yoni, you and I stayed up until like three in the morning after knowing each other after 24 hours. And I'm asking you questions about your religion that I was, you know, scared that I would, you know, pry too deep, but it's just because I want to know who you are at your core. Um, and hopefully you feel the same with me, but I don't know if I answered your question or not. I hope I did. <laughs> well, I mean, like basically a good summary is just like you need to be authentic. And then what's, what's the point of living? Like that just sounds like such a recipe for 
unhappiness by worrying about other people's happiness and trying to um, appease other people instead of just being who you want to be. And then whenever you see somebody that, cause then naturally with that just comes confidence because you're like, I don't give a shit. And so then you are exuding confidence and people are like, wow, I like this guy because he doesn't care what other people think. And you are probably, you know, in the 1% because most people care what other people think. And so then whenever people see that they get drawn to it. Yeah, so some good teachings are with the Landmark Forum. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. The Landmark mm-hmm. is uh, an education. It's like one of the largest, most successful um, self-education things out there. And something, they have a three-day crash course that I went to years ago. And that, like everybody in my family has done it. And um, they basically tell you that like a lot of your life is spent not on the court, like playing the game of life. A lot of it is spent, and this is just how they describe it, is in the bleachers or in the stands where you're kind of watching things. And the reason why you're not on the court is because your concern is looking good. It all stems back to looking good. The reason why I don't tell you X, Y, and Z is because I'm concerned for you looking good or me looking good. And in order to just get past that, it just requires full authenticity. And once you, once you break through that, I've been successful with my authentic self, which tells me that this is okay. Um, and, and it just allows me to just continue to flourish in this way. That's amazing, man. Absolutely love that. Absolutely love that. Um, I did, that was not the course that I was expecting this podcast to go for the last 15 minutes, but I absolutely love it, man. I'm that sorry. Was fantastic. Hopefully it's okay. It's, it's different <laughs> Yo, it was... than what a lot of people talk about, but I'm different than what people talk about like for example like if we want to talk airbnb i am working on one of it maybe the only but maybe maybe the only in the united states i know there's a couple abroad uh the airbnb jet so i bought a jet on offer up why would you have your jet on offer up right that's the first <laughs> thing i asked and a lot of people ask oh were you looking for this jet no i was looking for computer monitors and i saw a jet and it was five grand and it was a nice private jet. It doesn't, it doesn't fly, okay? But I just thought, oh my God, that's going to make a kick-ass Airbnb. So that is a project that I'm actively um, finish, finalizing right now. And so, I've got a little bit on my social media about that. Uh, okay, keep going. Say, keep, you got to share keep some going. details about this. Keep this going. is fascinating. Keep, keep, keep <laughs> okay. going. Keep, keep right. going. So the Airbnb, I, I'm going to call it the Airbnb airplane crash. Um, and so the jet for transport had the wings removed. Um, so rather than me trying to figure out how to put the wings back on, I'm just going to leave them like black, you know, um, the jet is going to, it's going to, it's here in Gilbert, Arizona, where I live about three miles away from my house. It just happens to be where it is. However, um, so I've got an acre of land, either I'm partnering with Drew on it, um, or I'm just buying an acre of land up by the Grand Canyon where I already invest. Um, and for 8,000 bucks, you can have yourself an acre for 900 bucks. I could transport this thing out there. And so the jet is essentially just going to be um, the, the, the master bedroom. And it's going to be the part that's like grammable, you know, like you're going to sleep in there. There's going to be like a little projector screen that can come down. So it's going to be like a nice, intimate, like place for couples and things. Um, the cockpit is outfit, just like a full cockpit. You know, it's got gauges. It's got the handles and everything you need for a jet is going to be is, is there. Very grammable. This is this is like back to social media. I hate to kind yeah. of like circle <laughs> no, back. Going. Everything I do just circles back to social media, but um, it's going to be totally. Scott, yeah, Scott. Scott, just so you know, we are definitely posting this as a reel today. <laughs> keep going. All right, all right. Well, do as you wish. Do as you wish. 
So, um, but yeah, so the jet is going to be the primary, um, it's going to be, think of it as the master bedroom. And, and the primary living space is going to be a shipping container. And the shipping container is going to be outfit with the kitchenette, like a little dining area, um, things like that. It's going to be all off grid because if you get an $8,000 plot of land by the Grand Canyon, it's going to be off grid. It's not going to be close to power. The nearest power is a mile away. Um, and you know, I might be a little bit overambitious with this project in what my kind of exit strategy is and my plan is with it, but that's just how I am with everything. And if it ends up crashing and burning, quite literally, the airplane, <laughs> um, it'll, it, everything is content. Like I said, circle back to social media. It doesn't matter if this shit all hits the fan. It's going to get on a bunch of people's radars. You know, it's going to very likely to go viral um, and it's very likely to help me in whatever avenue or direction I choose to go. Um, so my game plan with this is the whole project all in should cost me about 20,000 bucks, which I think is a very attainable number for a lot of people to get. Okay. A lot of people, you can borrow that money from a bank on a personal loan, but what my game plan is because I'm a social media guy now is my game plan is make this thing a viral sensation, post a shitload of content about it and not only post it, but it's good content for other content cre creators. So post it as a collab with other people just to help maximize the reach. I know people now in the news, hopefully get some news coverage on it and ideally get it booked out for like 90 days, like just booked Pat. And then the, the game plan here is to exit it entirely, like right out of the gate. So that's mm, kind interesting. Of, that's kind of my, my, my game plan here. Um, but it's undoubtedly going to be the most profitable endeavor I, I've ever had as long as everything goes right but things rarely do but it'll still Man, be fun whenever whenever i heard this idea i was just like damn it scott's genius like tell that is just a, such a good idea, idea. yeah i mean yeah. it's just I so good i the only people that told me this is a bad idea so far know nothing about airbnb so it's perfect <laughs> yeah exactly right so uh then tell me the thought process because i mean it's honestly i think that that thing sounds like it would be a cash absolute cow and so what's the thought process behind wanting to exit is it just because it, it with it being off the grid probably be a little bit yeah. difficult to maintain it's probably going to be a little bit of it's a that. headache but it will make good money so um tell me a little bit more about that yeah so um the juice won't be the worth the squeeze for me in terms of like how much time is going to be required and I don't have a good enough property manager that I can really trust to like deal with that um, mm -hmm. in that area because it's off grid. It's in a small town. So your resources are limited for cleaners, handymen, all of the above. Now, there are good people that exist out there. I just don't personally know them. I could find them. And here's another hack for you. This is sort of off topic. A way that people don't talk about. Uh, so a lot of people talk about investing, you know, out of state or whatever. And David Green wrote a book about it, long distance real estate investing. And he says, write emails or whatever to realtors to ask, who do they use for cleaners? Who do they use for this? Who do they use for that? Here's a hack to skip all of that. You make one message and it says, I love your Airbnb. Your Airbnb is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm looking to invest in this area. I'm hoping you could help me. Could you recommend your cleaner? Send that to hosts in the area. I don't know how many people do that, but like I've done this before and like 25% of the people send me their people. So it's easy to find good people. A lot of people are like, I don't want to invest in Florida because I don't know people there. That's, you're just putting a hurdle on a wide open track that doesn't need to exist. Um, that's but that's why I just think like it's going to be a logistically challenged property um, mm -hmm. or project rather. 
Um, so that's why I was just thinking, just exit it. I'm doing so many other things all the time. I don't want to spend so much time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, if you're, if you're close to the grand Canyon and you've got, you know, Joe Schmo, that's got a property that's, uh, you know, five glamping tents with the same kind of idea that's two miles away. And he's yep. like, Oh my gosh, you're telling me I could buy this for X, Y, Z. Cause my, you know, glamping setup has been crushing it. And my cleaner already knows how to get out there. We've already got, you know, systems and processes in the, in, in what, in, you know, uh, going like that, that just I love everything about that. And I can't wait. I'm going to be, I will certainly be tuning in to watch uh, how it all, how it all shakes out. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, okay. Yoni, uh, we just had like 40 minutes burned by. So I think we maybe need right. to start digging into some of, no, no, it's beautiful, man. Uh, start digging into some of our closing questions. So, um, one of our closing questions that I'd like to start out with is, um, what's one of your favorite deals that you have done in the past? And it could be a JV. It could be, uh, you know, something that you've done on your own. It could be whatever. My favorite deals that I've done is the jet undoubtedly yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been the most fun it's been the easy it's been the best one to talk about um the thing i like about it is people that know the space get it like i talked to rob built about it and you know caleb his uh, business partner in the investing space and people seem to get it it's just been the most fun absolutely My, if, if not that then the very first airbnb i ever did with drew great learning experience um, and Drew and I are like best friends still to this day. And a lot of people say, don't partner up with your friends. And I would argue that that's not always the case. Yeah. That was, that was the gateway drug. That was the the first hit. Now you can, you're chasing oh, it again. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> chasing that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yoni, you want to take on the next one? Yeah. So, um, tell us, this is a sort of open-ended question. Who's somebody, it's a little bit of a personal question as Okay, if we go to personal questions, David. Sure, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, oh, you're not going to ask me. Some... No, no, I was just, I was... <laughs> no, 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 I was just, I was just checking because we we have a set of we have a set of personal questions that we ask too. All right. So I just want to check we're going to move. So who's who's an who's an expert or a mentor in general in the niche or outside of the niche that's inspired you to get to where you're at and get to where you want to go? Drew, Drew Hitner undoubtedly drew and i started doing mortgages on the very same day in the very same hiring class in 2018 and the difference between me and drew and everybody else in that 45 person class is drew invested every goddamn penny that he made like i shit you not he was driving around a salvage title lexus when everybody else was making 10 grand a month, 15 grand a month, buying new shit. I even did the same thing. I bought a Jeep, you know, I was driving a, I'm a little more frugal than some of these guys. I was, I, I was driving like a 2008 Benz, but it was a Benz, you know, it's still cool. <laughs> it was the oldest of the new body style. So, um, nah, man, Drew, a hundred percent. That's my mentor. That's, That's awesome. who I turn to when it comes to these. And I'm so grateful to be working with him still to this day. That's awesome. And That's Drew was one of the people that we uh, we stayed in the Airbnb with as well. And he was a super nice guy. And yeah, we've got uh, we've got a lot of a lot of good things that came out of there. We've only got one more person out of the Airbnb that hasn't made it on the podcast yet. We're gonna have to get Alberto out there soon. Nice. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, okay, next one then. Um, what challenges are you experiencing in your business right now? And how could the listeners help you? <laughs> so I Last Friday, uh, which would be four days ago now, five days ago now, opened up a nice letter from the IRS. And I'm under audit for my 2020 taxes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
Yeah. So I don't know how anybody can help me with that, but that is the biggest challenge that I'm facing right now. Um, and the reason why it is challenging is because my accountant that did my taxes died of COVID. So oh in addition to that, he was an, he was an old guy and old guys don't really do computer stuff. So I mailed him a lot of my stuff and I never got it back. So oh the IRS gosh. is asking me for X, Y, and Z. And it's like, I don't know how the hell to get it. Um, so I don't know. I guess if you have exposure or experience, unfortunately, with dealing with an IRS audit, then I would take any, any advice you can give me, I'll take. Um, I do have a new accountant or CPA now, um, but he's out of state. Uh, I understand that I can have representation because it's an in-person meeting that they're, they're requesting. And like, you know, um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have you back on to let us know how the, uh, how the, how the IRS audit goes. We'll just see if you're wearing an orange jumpsuit or not. Right. (laughs) Don't don't put that, don't put that evil out there, bro. It's not going down like that. (laughs) All right. Yoni. Um, got any, got any books that you like that you read in the past that helped you out? Yeah. So I wish I could say that I'm like a really smart guy. I'm not, um, I don't read that much. Um, and when I do, it's audiobooks. Um, but audiobooks that books that have really helped shape me um, is going to be um, frick. I forgot what the Zig Ziglar book is. I think it's like Secrets of Closing the Sale. Um, mm. And what okay. that talk, the main takeaway that I got from that is when you're selling something, the the affordability close is helped me in so many different ways. So what that means is you take a big thing and you make it look really small or maybe not look really small, but you take a big thing and you show how it's small. So for example, let's do a quick exercise. How much is fetch it per month for the top tier? 50. 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Okay. So 50 bucks a month, you would divide that by 30 days. In a, so you're, it's $1.66 a day. It's 166 pennies a day, right? Mm. So you can just making a bigger thing look smaller. I've used in sales for years and that's a good book. And then also secondly, um, the marketing book to Alberto, who you just mentioned, um, mm. they ask you answer has been pivotal in our marketing approaches. Um, basically just not being afraid of the hard questions and coming right out with them. So as a lender, everybody wants to know like what your closing cost is. And that's usually what the first like defense question is to somebody. Um, so just coming right out with that first in your marketing, um, it just makes you more, it just makes you appear, not, not appear. I don't want to sound like shady or anything, but it just, you're, you're more trustworthy is what I'm trying to say. Just, just get the hard stuff out of the way right up front. Just rip the bandaid off essentially. Like people are going to ask this question one way or not, or even if they don't ask it, they're going to be asking it in the back of their heads. So why not just bring it out into the open? And they're like, Oh, okay, that's nice. He made this whole operation easier by just answering that question. Exactly. Thinking, thinking like a consumer and, and just making your content around that. So circle back to social media, like, like um, Yoni, just think like, why should somebody not use fetch it? Why should somebody use air DNA? And you make a video on that say, this is the type of person that should not use my product. It just, you're way more authentic, relatable at that point, trustworthy, Um, so even though, you know, you don't need every single person on the planet to be your customer, there's riches in the niches and you'll be just fine. Yeah. That's That's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. Uh, That's, that's very, 
helpful. I have a lot to think about for myself, not just the listeners. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have a daily habit that you uh, have implemented or something that you feel like you do consistently that's gotten you to the point that you're at now? Yes. Um, because I believe in vulnerability and authenticity. Um, I don't drink alcohol and that is a daily habit of mine every single day. I haven't drank alcohol for over a year now. Um, and a lot of people hear that and they just think I'm like a weirdo or whatever. And that's okay because I am. Um, but that has helped me in so many different ways because I was drinking too much. I was drinking too often, not just a social drinker. And it's something that really negatively impacted me. I was still very successful financially, um, in business and all, all of that. But what it has allowed me to do is it was something that I was really scared of. And it was something that I thought that I don't want to do that, but I know I should do that. Um, and I made it happen every single day. And after that year of not drinking, that I thought was the hardest thing I've ever done. And it's out of the way. So now everything else, I'm just living on easy street every day because I got rid of the hard things already behind me. So it's not, I, it doesn't apply to, to everybody um, at all, but maybe there's a couple of people listening that it could. I don't know. That's amazing, man. I love that. Thanks for sharing. I mean, like, yeah, there's certainly, uh, you know, times after a long weekend, the last thing you want to do is try and like, you know, really hit it and crush it in your business or something like that. And if, especially if it's starting exactly. to, you know, creep into other parts of your life, then obviously you got to take a look at yourself and figure out what's important, what's not important. And you obviously made the right choice and you're crushing it. I love it. Yeah, man. I mean, think about after Super Bowl Sunday, right? Mondays, everyone's just feeling like shit. And I'm, I'm firing on all eight up at six in the morning, just, <laughs> just firing away. So it allows me to work a little bit harder. Very nice. Love it. Uh, Yoni, sure. I think uh, last one. So we always finish off the episodes with where people can find you because for those that tuned in and listened, they may find the airplane Airbnb, the vulnerability, the you know advice on going viral. They might find all of that extremely valuable. There's a lot of people out there that, don't know how to go from zero to one and you just basically outlined it. So for those people that would want to reach out to you, how can they reach out to you? Give them multiple ways. Yeah. So I am Scott flips to freedom. So Scott underscore flips underscore two number freedom. Uh, Miguel will put that on screen. I'm sure uh, on Instagram, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Um, I have other Instagrams, but that is like my personal one. It's not the one that I focus on driving business out of. It is like really like at the end of the day, like my family and stuff like that is more personal. Um, also, you know, Dicks and Butts official, you know, you can find me there uh, <laughs> if you're into like satire, political comedy. Um, but that's going to be the best way to get a hold of me. And something that I have recently started doing more of, and I've done this in the past, is consulting um, with business owners and people that are interested in social media. So that is a service that I can do. I can't take people, I can't take more people on from uh, just a content creation and media perspective, but happy to review your information with you. I'll provide you a report, um, see where you're at right now, focus on your growth rate, and just give you my, my real authentic feedback, whether you like it or not. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. All right. Yeah. Everybody go give, uh, go give, I don't know if, if you're, if you're watching it on screen, you can see, go give, he's got his name up as daddy. Go follow daddy on uh, Instagram. <laughs> go follow him on TikTok. Uh, Yoni, where can people find more about you? At Yonatan Waxman or at fetchit.ai. Beautiful. And then David, I am David. at David Rosenbeck, R-O-S-E-N-B-E-C-K. Come give us a follow. After that, I need to, uh, 
figure out how to start pumping out some more reasonable content because I basically don't do any. So I need to, need to uh, take the uh, dicks and butts way and try and make sure that I'm getting some better content out there. Post is collabs, man. Easiest thing ever. Post a collab with me and uh, we'll get you started. Sounds good. You'll be, you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be getting one today. Awesome, man. I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. All right. This has been another episode of the Fetch It Podcast. Thank you guys very much. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate you. And thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs>